This is the Hoosier Ag Today Friday podcast on the 1st of December 2023. I'm Andy Eubank, joined today by Eric Pfeiffer and C.J. Miller with the news. The Hat Podcast brought to you by First Farmers Bank and Trust. Experience banking built on heart, grit, and agriculture. Visit ffbt.com and learn more or stop by your local branch to talk about your ag operation today. Coming up in the news, a look ahead to the 2024 farm economy and how to keep that nitrogen right on the roots of your corn plants. Chief Meteorologist Ryan Martin says umbrellas necessary today and the markets yesterday. Corn and wheat higher, soybeans down. We have analysis with Mike Silver straight ahead on the Hoosier Ag Today Friday podcast. At First Farmers Bank and Trust, we know that when agriculture thrives, we all do. It's the heart and grit of our agriculture cultural communities that keep the crops coming in and the livestock cared for day and night. That's why we build financial solutions around the needs and schedules of our ag clients. If you're looking for a financial partner that has over 135 years experience in understanding and supporting agriculture, we want to hear from you. Let's harvest success together. First Farmers Bank and Trust, member FDIC, equal opportunity lender. Making agriculture your life's work comes with challenges that can leave you feeling alone. I'm Bruce Kettler, President and CEO of the Agribusiness Council of Indiana. And when you're a member of ACI, you have agribusiness advocates in your corner, similar agribusiness members to network with, and opportunities for continued education. If your business serves Indiana agriculture, we need your perspective and hope you'll become a member of ACI. Visit inagribiz.org. The Agribusiness Council of Indiana, strengthening and connecting Indiana agribusiness. What's in store for the ag economy in 24 and replacing synthetic nitrogen? I'm Eric Pfeiffer. This is Hoosier Ag Today. Well, as you well know, the agricultural economy hit some bumps in the road during 2023. So what does 2024 potentially look like? Dave Widmer of Agricultural Economic Insights in West Lafayette says one thing they'll be keeping an eye on for 24 is acreage. One of the things that happened in 2023 and our observation is that we had a lot of corn acres and a little bit of soybean acres and that's resulted in this imbalance in the ending stocks. Corn ending stocks are above the long run average, closer to 15% instead of the average of 13. Soybeans are closer to 5 or 6% instead of the long run average of 8. So we need to see some acreage reallocation so producers are going to need to keep an eye on that relative price ratio and how that's going to impact their budgets. Widmer says farm debt is another important factor to monitor in 2024. One of the things we've seen is new farm loans, say machinery loans. The payment terms have been stretched out. And so that means every $1,000 of farm machinery debt one takes on, the payments are going to be about the same as they were the last few years. That payment hasn't changed. What's changed is that stretching out means more payments get added to the backside so that extra interest expense is going to get backloaded into the form of more additional payments. So interest expense is increasing, more payments to maintain the same level of debt that we've been having in the past. Widmer adds that there is a lot of confidence out there from lenders, and he thinks that's a positive sign, but it all comes down to now that we're in a higher interest rate environment, how are individual producers going to adjust? You can get more from Widmer at AEI.ag. Staying informed on the markets, the weather, and world events has always been important to those of us in agriculture. Today, staying informed is critical. But now it's easier than ever. The Hoosier Ag Today mobile app puts up-to-the-minute information in the palm of your hand 24 hours a day. 
Download the free Hoosier Ag Today app for your mobile device at the Apple Store, Google Play, or at HoosierAgToday.com. If you're looking to save time and money, and who isn't, and shift away from using synthetic nitrogen during next year's growing season, you might want to check out this unique product available for corn producers from Pivot Bio. C.J. Miller has more. It's called Proven 40 by Pivot Bio, and unlike other forms of nitrogen that leach into waterways or volatilize into the air, the nitrogen that is used is right there on the roots and makes it into the plant over the course of the growing season. Randy Minton with Pivot Bio says that's what makes the product so unique. Pivot Bio's technology with microbial nitrogen fixation delivered to the root of the crop delivers a better form of nitrogen and really gives us an opportunity to, to work with growers on a more stable, more weatherproof form of nitrogen and an opportunity to replace synthetic nitrogen on the farm. It also eliminates the need for extra equipment and field passes, ultimately saving corn producers time and money. What we have are two different methods of applying our product. One is a liquid and furrow product that a farmer can apply with their planter equipment, uh, liquid through, uh, through the system. The other one is on seed, where we treat the seed in advance uh, and uh, offer that up to the growers uh, for uh, the microbes. After launching Proven 40 in 2019, the company says it's been used on 5 million acres across the U.S. So how can corn producers learn more about Proven 40 by Pivot Bio? One of the first ways they can uh, connect with us at Pivot Bio is through their local Pivot Bio sales rep. Another really good approach is to go to our website, pivotbio.com. I'm C.J. Miller. And I'm Eric Pfeiffer, Hoosier Ag Today, Indiana's Farm Network. Let's face it, operating a farm isn't going to get any less expensive this year. That's why an operating loan from Farm Credit Bid America is built to give you more cash back and more flexibility in how you are able to manage your funds. Learn more at fcma.com operating and get an operating loan that pays you back. Loan subject to credit approval. Additional terms and conditions may apply. Farm Credit Bid America is an equal opportunity lender. I'm Chief Meteorologist Ryan Martin with Hoosier Act Today's Indiana Farm Forecast. As we take a look at the setup here across the region, no major changes as we move forward. Today, keep the umbrella handy. You will get rained out of whatever you are doing, all right? Moisture is trying to come across the area and will be successful. Quarter to one inch rain totals. Coverage 100% of the Hoosier State here for your Friday. Behind this moisture, which winds down relatively quickly here this evening, we are very unsettled for the rest of the weekend. Tonight through tomorrow and Sunday, we see a lot of clouds, some breaks at times, but a lot of clouds. And also, I won't rule out renegade hit and miss showers or even a few sloppy wet snowflakes, depending on when the moisture comes through. Best opportunity for sloppy wet snowflakes, of course, overnight hours. During the daytime, I think we're definitely warm enough to see mostly a cold rain event, but still, we're not seeing beautiful bright sunshine coming in for the entire day. This unsettled pattern holds into the early part of next week. Monday, Tuesday, we are chilly. Clouds and occasional sun. System on Tuesday comes through with more clouds than anything else, but I guess I won't rule out a flurry or two. And then we set ourselves up for what's going to be a major switch the second half of next week from Wednesday afternoon through Thursday, Friday and early Saturday, we see a huge surge in temperatures well above normal, probably a good 20 degrees above normal for this time of year. This will rival what we saw in terms of temperatures yesterday and may even exceed that. 
However, it is short-lived. We were hoping this pattern could hold longer term. I am seeing a system in the Northern Rockies really start to gather some strength, and it's starting to connect to a broader-based frontal boundary, cold front, that's sagging southward out of the Canadian prairies. I think that comes all the way through the Great Lakes, and it does drop our temperatures for late next weekend, or I shouldn't say late. It's just next weekend. Saturday the 9th, Sunday the 10th, we are going to be seeing cooler temperatures trying to sag into the area. Now, it's not going to be brutally cold, not like what we saw to start this week, but it is going to come down quickly from those well above normal temperatures that we're talking about the second half of next week. So a roller coaster ride for sure. Just make sure you have the umbrella handy. I'm meteorologist Ryan Martin. Corn and wheat go higher. Not the case with beans, though. This is Hoosier Ag Today. I'm Andy Eubank with the Thursday Farm Market Review. We'll review all the numbers coming up. First analysis about what happened in Trade Thursday. For that, I checked in at the end of trade with Mike Silver of Kokomo Grain. Mike, a higher move in corn futures. Finally, it's been a while. And also on Thursday, the wheat market popped once again. Soybeans, however, it appears to be maybe taking a break. Very good export sales to report on Thursday. Also an extremely strong dollar index. Why the higher moves in corn and wheat and not beans? Well, the bean market, Andy, I think is under the influence of improving conditions in South America, although in particular in Brazil. But uh, nonetheless, uh, the export sales numbers this morning were certainly, certainly very good. This is one of the best export sales weeks we've had. And for weeks now, I've been talking about how we have been lagging the pace in corn uh, and soybeans that were needed to meet the USDA export balance sheet projections for the export sales. But today, uh, we're right on target with corn if we can keep the pace up that we posted this week with actual weekly sales of corn of 1.927 million metric tons. Last week we had 1.432. The, av- the, the average high trade yesterday going into the export sales report this morning was 1.2 million. So that was a really good number. That's the best corn export sales we've seen in quite some time. The soybean number Uh, came in at 1.895.3 million metric tons. Last week, we had 961.3. And the high end of expectations today on the soybeans were 1.5 million metric tons. So that, too, is a very good number. And wheat number came in today at 662,000 versus last week's 171,000 metric tons. And the high end of those wheat estimates today was 500,000 tons. So a good, good week of export sales. Now, all we have to do, Andy, uh, is try to sustain this pace that we're on right now and certainly see if we can't even improve it. That, That would be fabulous. So markets have responded in kind today, uh, basically, uh, certainly the uh, corn market, uh, let's see where I show us right now here, uh, up 13 cents. Uh, Dece is trading at 462 and three quarters in the March at 483 and three quarters. Uh, unfortunately, the Jan soybeans are actually down a nickel and a half at 1341 and a half. 
And in addition to the uh, good export sales numbers on a weekly basis, we did have some flash sales of soybeans announced to China today. So uh, that's good. Uh, like I said earlier, what we need to do, Andy, is just sustain this. Of course, today is the last trading day of the month of November. Uh, and uh, basis contracts versus December corn futures uh, have to be rolled today or priced today, either if, if the basis contracts are against the December, uh, folks need to price them against December futures today or roll them out to March futures. And that spread today between March and December with the December being 21 cents lower than the March. That's a carry market. So March futures are 21 cents higher than December futures. And that too is in play today, uh, the spreading and folks pricing and so on and so forth. And wheat uh, has a follower today uh, and that's good to see too. So right now it looks like uh, the wheat market I'm showing up uh, where are we here? Um, December wheat about is a dime. Up five, nine, six. nine and three quarters, ten yeah. cents. Right, you're right on it, Andy. Um, I just had to scroll down to it quickly. So, um, the uh, the grain markets are certainly corn market. It's certainly in. I'm going to call it a sideways trading pattern, and folks are really hopeful, including me. Uh, and, of course, hope doesn't make a market go up, but uh, we're all hopeful that uh, we can see a little bit of movement out of this sideways trading pattern that we've been in. And certainly a good uh, up 12 and a half cents in the Ds and seven and three quarters, maybe eight cents today on the close in the March 24 uh, corn futures against which cash bids are now based Uh are against the March. So hopefully we'll be able to maintain some uh, strength here in our export sales, Andy. Uh, see if we can't uh, move this market out of the sideways trading pattern, break up through some overhead resistance and see if we can't move uh, these markets to prices that are more uh, to everyone's liking, especially anyone that has grain yet to sell. Market analysis with Mike Silver of Kokomo Grain. Get Mike at 800-666-0613. Now Thursday settlements up seven cents. March corn 482 and three quarters. May bumps up to 495 up six and a half cents. And July going over five dollars at 504 and a quarter up six. In the bean market, January down four and a quarter, 1342 and three quarters, and March 1362 and a quarter, down three and a quarter. March wheat, 598, that was a pickup of 12 and a quarter. Meat markets mixed, February live cattle, 171.82, down $1.65, and February lean hogs, 71.47, up 137. I'm Andy Eubank with the Thursday Market Review. This is Who's Your Ag Today, Indiana's most listened to farm radio network.